Hey guys, it's Ed, and I am here with Will. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back. Today we've got a very special uh, episode for you. We have been looking into what the Amazon-MGM merger means for not only Hollywood, but what's happening in D.C., too long didn't listen. It's such a massive clusterfuck that it needs both of us, both of our attention to properly cover it. It's true. Plus, you know, Will doesn't really like me talking politics without him. Well, can you blame me considering how that went before I came on? You dropped the F-bomb eight times and suddenly you're a threat to democracy. I'm just saying... It severely distorts the uh, already our already strained perception of objectivity. Hey, no one said I was objective. <laughs> and, and just, that, that is what you want from a political show, anyway. And just so you know, we're not going to be objective with the Amazon MGM merger either. <laughs> well, I think in this case, we're in good company on that. At least everybody seems to hate this. That is true. <clears throat> At the top of that list is Barbara Broccoli. Uh, she owns the rights to the James Bond franchise. And, and yes, that is her real name. It is indeed. Uh, you don't know how many times I've had to tell people that's actually her real name. Uh, At least once more, it seems. Uh, and it's fun because Barbara, who is very, very particular about the rights to James Bond is already butting heads with Jeff Bezos, who I'm pretty sure no one's ever said no to. Well, people have said no to. He's just usually retaliated with the full power of Amazon, which is what looks to be happening in this case. That's true. He wants to move uh, the Bond franchise out of movie theaters and have it de- have the movie's debut on Prime, uh, Barbara Broccoli has already said no. Uh, you would have thought that he asked her to cast a black man as Bond, which she's also against. That, yeah. that's, that's a true story, actually. Um, Just in case you thought there were any good sides in this particular conflict. Yeah. Uh, just... Just because she happens to be right in this case doesn't mean she's a good person. Yes. Um, This being corporate America, things escalated into legal action very quickly. Uh, She threatened to move the franchise somewhere else after Bezos' initial attempts to put it on Prime. And Amazon retaliated by threatening to sue her for breach of contract. Her defense for all of this is... Daniel Craig, who has played Bond for the better part of the past decade, was in talks to come back for one more movie. It seems like every Bond movie is his last movie. Um, but after after the merger uh, became public knowledge, he declined because he does not want to be known as the streaming movie star. Uh, in other words, Amazon has cost... Barbara and her team a profitable lead. Yeah. Uh, and for those who are unaware, um, 
Daniel Craig is the lead also in the Knives Out franchise. Uh, Knives Out 2 and 3 will be debuting on Netflix exclusively. Which is why he's so interested in avoiding that reputation as the streaming man. I personally am not sure why he cares, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the production has run into more problems than just Broccoli and Bezos' personal feud. Yeah, Hollywood seems to be of the belief that nobody running Amazon actually understands how the movie business works. Or, less charitably, that they don't care and think they can just pay off any fines they get from IP infringement. That, too. Uh, one of the biggest stories when the uh, when the merger uh, became public knowledge was that Bezos wanted to turn a lot of the MGM properties into new TV shows and rebooted movies for the Prime Collection. Creators have thrown fits about their their creative projects being used as nothing more than a profit ploy. I mean, it's not exactly out of character for Bezos. He's been... Amazon has been trying a lot of different exclusives to get attention for Prime and fuel its growth. I don't know if the if the supposed Lord of the Rings reboot that they're a slash TV show that they're working on is still on the table, but that was the biggest example I can think of in the past year or so. It, it's not only on the table, it's the most expensive TV show uh, ever made at over a half billion dollars. All this for something that is definitely not going to be as good as the Peter Jackson movies. How could it be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the war between Bezos and Broccoli uh, has started to send chills throughout uh, Hollywood, with a lot of the creative types starting to worry about what the theatrical window is going to look like now that uh, Amazon is going to own MGM, Netflix is doing its own thing, and AT&T forced Warner Media to debut all their movies this year on HBO Max. Yeah, it's not looking to be a good uh, ears for theater owners, and they didn't, and they didn't even have a good 2020, so... Things just keep piling on for the, on that front. I guess the best anyway, they can hope for right now is another quiet place, um, which, you know, save the movie industry. Or they can hope for another intervention from Washington, which <laughs> is not impossible. It, it's not. For one. For once, it's not. For once, there's actually some bipartisan opinion in Washington. Nobody is happen happy that this is happening. Nobody really wants Bezos to gain more power than he already has. Uh, both conservative conservatives and Democrats agree on that. The merger is not outside of regulatory rules yet, but a number of senators and representatives are. Considering changing, considering changes to current antitrust law to, well, fix that basically. Uh, big people leading this charge in D.C. are sort of an odd pairing of Amy Klobuchar and Ted Cruz. Who, uh, 
according to recent reports, been working a lot on legislation to prevent any more mega mergers. They're meeting resistance from both hardcore conservatives and progressives, unfortunately. Um, Bernie Sanders, for example, a really long-term opponent of Amazon who hates the idea of the merger, is really opposed to some of the language being used in the bill. So that's a pretty big stumbling block that they can't even get Bernie on the side. I'm still stuck on Klobuchar and Cruz working together. I thought they hated one another and they were going to kill one another. I mean, they do and they might, but that's the thing about um, working in politics. You you kind of have to work with people you hate to get stuff done. Um, sort of like the example of Biden touting his example of working with uh, segregationists to pass legislation because they were there and the legislation needed to get passed. That's a really bad example because they were shitheads and he probably should have done more to stop them from pressing their agenda. But the point is you often have to work with people you hate to get things done in Congress. That is true. Uh, this is why I anyway, can't be we're a way thing. off topic. So back to the issue of stumbling blocks for the legislation. The biggest one is perennial thorn in the side of the Senate, Joe Manchin, who uh, seems to have decided that he's the kingmaker uh, for democratic policy priorities. Whispers from him are that whispers from his camp are that he doesn't like mega mergers, and this one in particular bothers him, but. He's worried he'll lose his seat if he votes for the bill. Or He's does, worried that there will be a lot of backlash from his constituents. Or if he does anything for his constituents, it seems like all he ever does is oppose and throw fits and try to block legislation that his team wants. He is from West Virginia. That is the standard <laughs> style there. Okay, that's fair. Or so I've heard. But... At some point, shouldn't he actually have to, you know, do some work or actually address why he doesn't like these policies? Or are you we would, just of the belief that he's going to do whatever he's going to do? You would think so. Uh, I think he's one of the people benefiting from looking really good next to friggin' Ted Cruz. I mean, who doesn't look good next to Ted Cruz? Yeah, that's why he's benefiting. Kirsten <laughs> 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 Sinema. I mean, I hear Ted Cruz, and I I long for the days of Sarah Palin. And whoever thought that that would be a sentence that was said? Yeah. Sarah Palin, notably, uh, does not have abandoning her constituents to go partying in Cancun during a massive uh, power outage and historic storm on her record. Unlike Ted Cruz. That, that's a whole different ball of wax there. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've um, we've gotten to the point where just, we're just bashing on Ted Cruz, which obviously we could do it all evening, but it does mean we've run to about the end of the program. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, yep. cheers.